tonight we're wrapping up our Savage series. We've been talking about uh, Savage, and we've been talking about people in the Bible who just went total savage for God. And I'm excited that you're here tonight, and I'm excited that you're going to hear this message. And I just pray that somehow, some way, that it challenges and speaks to your heart. Uh, just want to ask you, uh, I, want to, I want to challenge you to take notes, to write some things down. Who knows what God could speak to your heart tonight? And, uh, and I'm really, really glad you're here, guys. Um, and, and I can't say this enough, and I know you guys like aren't too excited about it, but I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys, for all of, those of you guys who are going back to school. I'm excited for you guys because, man, there's no greater mission field than your public school. And what an opportunity you guys have for one more year, for a few more years to, to reach your public school for Christ. And I want to challenge you guys to take advantage of those opportunities. So um, write some things down, take some notes tonight, um, <clears throat> because God could speak something to your heart. And so, um, so, so yeah, this Savage series is all about people who heard the voice of God and who stepped up when other people punked out. And, and sometimes, here's the deal, sometimes God asks you to do crazy things. Sometimes God asks you to do things that are just like, I don't know, God, I can only do this if you're going to be here with me. And, and that's the beautiful thing about it is he will be. He's not going to just leave you hanging. He's not going to ask you to do something, something big and then just be like, yeah, it's all you. No, he's going to ask us to do something and then he's going to step in there with us and he's going to walk with us. And so like, like he's going to ask you to do crazy things. Like, for instance, someday you're going to be walking through Walmart. And, and like you ain't trying to talk to anyone. You're just in there to get your Cheez-Its and your microwave popcorn or whatever it is that you eat. And, and like God is going to, by the way, white cheddar Cheez-Its, the best. Anyways, um, so God's going to, you're going to be walking through Walmart trying to keep your head down. You're not, not making eye contact with, with anyone at Walmart because that's creepy anyways. And, and God is going to speak to you and he's going to tell you to witness to someone at Walmart and, and someone you're like, God, hey, uh, God, keep in mind, like, this is, this is Walmart. Like, every single person here needs Jesus. And, and like, and they need some more clothes on too, but they, they need Jesus. And, and like, but here's the deal. Honestly, there, there are so many times when God speaks to someone or God speaks to us and our response is like, God, uh, no, um, like you, you probably mean someone else, like so, someone else, something else is like speaking to me right now. Like, hello, someone on the intercom, like, and, and like, yeah, but, but you have to understand that you guys, every single one of us in this room, every single one of us who, who are followers of Jesus, we are God's plan. A, there is no plan B, there is no plan B. So before we get started, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys and remind you that, um, that most of you guys want to remind you once again, I, I hate to do this. You're a week away from school. This is it. C can I say that again? You're a week away from school. Oh, hey, let me tell you something. You're a week away from school. <laughs> I'm about to get tackled up here. Um, here's the deal. I know some of you guys may, may be bummed. Some of you guys may be totally excited. But I, I, I'm telling you, like I said just a minute ago, I'm excited. Shh, shh, shh. I'm excited for you guys to see who, what students will step up this school year. 
and take a stand at your school, on your school campus for Christ. Because it's just like a missions field. You're on a missions field. Your school campus is actually one of the greatest missions fields. And I'm excited to see who steps up and who, who leads. You are God's plan A. Let me tell you, um, the, the school year, this, whether you're excited about it or not, this school year will be what you make of it. It'll be what you make of it. It'll be what you want out of it. If you go into it with a bad attitude, already hating school, that's what it's going to be. That's what your attitude and that's what it's going to be. But if you step into this school year and already proclaiming and already saying, God, I, I may not like and I may not enjoy that you've put me here. But Lord, since we're here, we might as well get to work. We might as well do something. We might as well tell some people about Jesus. We might as well win some people for the kingdom. God, use me. Let's go. Let's do this. And that's why this is so important. I want to tell you guys, like, when you heard the announcement a minute ago about Engage the Campus, that's why it's important that you're there. It's, it's, it's a conference that's all about you sharing your faith. It's all about reaching your friends for Christ. And, and I believe it's important for, for you and for this school year, and I would love to see you all there. Um, but I know that you're not all totally ready for school, but sometimes I think that we take... <clears throat> The drama and the struggles from from school. But let me tell you, like, your, your greatest victory is on the other side of your struggles. Your greatest victory in life is on the other side of your struggle. I believe if you let God guide you through your greatest struggle, God will bring you to your greatest victory. So tonight we're talking about the one of the most savage people in the Bible. His name is Benaiah. Somebody say Benaiah. Say it again, Benaiah. Let me tell you about Benaiah. You need to know this about Benaiah. <clears throat> in the Bible, there are only four verses in all of the Bible about Benaiah. And you're like, how is he so savage? Let me tell you. Hold on. Uh, and, and someone's... Uh, let me tell you about Benaiah. There's only four verses about it. And these, in these four verses, we find out that he's part... He, he's a part of David, King David's mighty men. He's, a, he's one of his mighty men. And like he's like... King David's secret service. Like, he's like black ops kind of guy. Like, he's, he's the guy, like, he, he drops out of a tree and someone disappears. Like, he's, he like, he's, like, you're gone. Like, and, and the Bible says, the Bible says this about Benaiah, that says that his father was the leader among all the priests. And that his grandfather was the bravest man in the city. The Bible, the Bible says, Benaiah... He killed an Egyptian giant. And he killed, here, here's how he killed him. He killed him by taking the giant's own spear and killing him with it. Now that's savage. That's pretty bad. Like, well, let me tell you this too. The Bible also says that this Egyptian was a seven foot tall giant. Like he was a mass, like Shaquille O'Neal. Like he's out there. Where's my Shaq fan? Hey. Hey there. Well. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, anyways, like, it, dude, he takes the, the, the Egyptian's own spear from him, and he kills him with it. And, and he defeated these two champions that the Bible describes as lion-like men. And then, Benaiah, he straight up kills an actual lion. An actual lion. The Bible says this. This is what the Bible says in First Chronicles 11, 22 to 25. If you got your Bible, I'll take a drink and give you a moment to find it. First Chronicles 22, 
to 25, it says this. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabzeel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two heroes of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion and a pit on a day when snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian man of great stature, five cubits tall. The Egyptian... Uh, had in his hand a spear like a weaver's beam. But Benaiah went down to him with a staff. He snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. That's bad. These things um, these things did Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and, and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the 30, but he did not attain to the three. David set him over all of his bodyguard. Like this guy was so bad. So good, bad. So bad to the bone. That David set him over all of his, all of his uh, bodyguard. So tonight, here's what we're, the, the part, there's only four verses about Benaiah in all of the Bible. And the, night that, the part that we're going to focus on is the part where he kills the pit, kills the lion in a pit on a snowy day. And Benaiah, like this guy was no joke. This guy was a lion killer. When lions saw Benaiah coming, they were they like went to the other side of the street. Like when lions went to school with their lunch money, they would be hiding from Benaiah because he would shake them down for it. Like when lions check under their bed for Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris was checking under his bed for Benaiah. Like here, here's here's the deal: the Bible says, and then Benaiah was checking under his bed for David North, the legit savage. You had to go to camp to know that story, I guess. But that's the legit savage right back there. But here's the deal. <clears throat> the Bible says that Benaiah, he chased a lion. Here's the deal. I don't see many lions running from people. Like, could you imagine, like, you're sitting, like, in your window. You're sitting at your ki- your, ki- your table, and, and, like, there's a window there, and all of a sudden you see a lion running by. You're like... And then all of a sudden you see Benaiah running by chasing him and you're like, double what? And like, like, it's like, what is going on here? And then, and then um, like he's one of the baddest people on the planet. But here he is. He's chasing a lion into a pit on a snowy day. And everyone knows that snow is of the devil. And, and like, honestly, here, here's the, like chasing a, a lion into a pit. That's pretty cool. That, that's neat. But like, what did you do today? I, I, I took out the garbage. I did some yard work. Like, what did you do? I chased a lion into a pit on a snowy day. Like, that's a pretty good day. And not only did he chase the lion into the pit, but then he killed it. See, he chased the lion. He isolated it. He got it into an area. And, but he still had to kill it. Like, have you guys ever seen how powerful a lion is? Like, seriously, how powerful? Like, I, I've been to um, a circus before, and like one of my, I can say this with all uh, confidence, um, even though a lion is a cat, I do like a lion. It's part of the cat family, but it's the only one I respect. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but anyway, I went to a circus one time, and they just had a lion. And it was probably like like 50 yards away, 75 yards away, in his cage. And you hear this roar. And like, you, you could feel the power just from this roar just like hit you. And you're like, 
whoa, like that, that's power, that's strength, that's authority, that's, that's a strong beast right there. And like lions, they have unreal strength. Like, they're the only cats I respect. Like, killing a lion is much more difficult than just chasing a lion. Especially when it's snowing outside. See, that means if Benaiah went down into that pit, there was nowhere to run. There was nowhere to hide. It was slippery from the snow. The lion was bigger, nastier, more powerful. He had claws and teeth, and it was cornered. And you guys, have you ever seen a wild animal that's cornered? It's not going to be pretty. Like, you're going to get toe up from the flow up. And, and like, animals fight harder when they're cornered. The animals will go after it when they're cornered. And, and I believe many of us are at, the, at this place in our lives with our sin. With the sin in our lives. And I believe we're in the same place with our sin. Just kind of like Benaiah was in the pit when it comes to the sin in our lives. I believe that we're comfortable just isolating our lions. But we don't have the guts to finish them off. We get them in the pit. And we get them away. And we're like, you just stay right there. Peace. And we're like. That's it. There's our sin. I'm just going to put it right there. Put it in the corner. It's isolated. It's put away. But a lot of times we don't have the guts to finish our sin off. There were probably so many people in, in Benaiah City who, who maybe, maybe they, they've chased a lion into a pit and they stop right there. And they're like, ah, we're just going to leave it there. Little kitty, we're just going to leave it there. They didn't go into the pit. They probably what they done they would have done. They would have stood on the edge of the pit and shot it with bows and arrows and killed it that way, or, or thrown rocks at it and killed it that way. Or maybe they would just put it in the pit and then isolate it and just forget all about it. See, I, be, I believe that's what a lot of us do with our sin, with our sin in our lives. We isolate it, but we don't have the guts to finish it off. And then we wonder, why am I still struggling with pornography? Why am I still struggling with gossip? Why am I still, still struggling with an eating disorder? Why am I still struggling with swearing? Why am I still struggling with disobedience to my parents? I thought that I dealt with that. And you did deal with it. But you didn't kill it. You didn't totally stop it. And that's why no matter how long that you've been a Christian, you're still struggling with the same thing. With the same sins over and over and over because you you've got to finish that sin off you've got to finish that lion off or it will come at you later on it'll come at you harder the bible says this in colossians 3 5 it says so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you it says have nothing to do with sexual immorality impurity lust and evil desires it says put them to death We don't just take them and we don't just put them in our closet and say, I'll never open that door again in my life. (laughs) I just I just want to keep it closed. It's like when when you talk to God or when you respond to an altar call and you say, God, I will never be disobedient. I will never gossip. I will never swear again. I will never cut again. And you, you chase that thing into the corner of your life, but you don't finish it off. You have to understand that your sin must be put to death or it will come back and take you out. 
Because the Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. See, here's Benaiah isolating that lion. He's looking down into a pit and, and, and he's got a problem. He's got it in the pit. Now he's got to kill it. Now he's got to take it out. Now he's got to destroy it. Students, I want you to hear me tonight. You need to know this tonight. Your greatest opportunities are often disguised as your biggest problems. Your greatest opportunities are often disguised as your biggest problems. Some of you guys, uh, I hate school. School's the worst. Your greatest opportunity is at your school. Some of you guys, my parents are the worst. Man, what an opportunity you have to love your parents. Some of you guys, like I, this, this addiction that I have, it's the absolute worst. I hate it. I've got to get it out. That, your opportunities are disguised as your biggest problems. You, you can't land in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. For, for many of you, like it, it will seem like the end of the road. But you've got to understand that that lion has to be taken care of or it will come back. But know that your lion is your doorway to your next level. That lion is your doorway to your next level. If you follow Jesus, you've probably, you guys have probably prayed this prayer or a prayer something like this. Maybe, how many of you guys, maybe you've prayed something like this. Um, God, use me. Or maybe he said, God, use me for more. Or maybe you've said, God, take me to another level with you. Or maybe you've said, God, I want more of your presence. And I think, I think most of us in this room, we've probably prayed something like that. And sometimes the only thing standing between you and your prayer request is a lion. Is that sin in your life. Sometimes the only thing between you and that prayer request is... And the prayer that you ask for is, is because you didn't put to, to death that sin in your life. See, your, your greatest problems are often your greatest opportunities in disguise. And if you would simply go and, and put that sin to death and walk away, you would see that next level in your life. You would see that next place in your life. The problem is we have to ask God to take us to another level with him. But secretly, we're holding hands with the sin that we're trying to repent of. Like, ah, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm going to keep it right here. Like we say, Jesus, we thank you. I thank you for dying for my sins. You're the best. But we're lightly entertaining that sin that nailed him to the cross. God sees that in your life. Tonight, what is that sin of your life that has chased you into a pit during one of the hardest, snowiest times of your life, but you didn't finish it off? See, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys in this room, you've asked this question, like, why am I still struggling with this? Why is this still a battle for me? Tonight, God is calling you. To call out that sin in your life and to finish it off. Your biggest regret will always be that lion that you didn't put to death. See, when you get to the end of your life, to the end of your school year, to the end of, uh, to the end of uh, high school, and you're going into college, or you're, you're, you're moving on and, and just adulting, you're being an, an adult, and you're going to look back. And, and I promise you guys, 
I've been there. I've done this exact same thing. You're going to look back and, and, and you're going to have some regret. Because you didn't finish that lion off. Because you didn't do the things that, that God asked you to do. You guys are on the greatest mission field that you could ever be on on your public school campus. You, you're going to look back and say, what could I have done if I would have put to death that lion a long time ago? That lion's always holding you back. When you've got a lion around you, you you'll never take your eyes off of that lion. If you're around a lion, you're like, mm. like, you'll never take your eyes off of that lion. When you've got sin in your life, it will always distract you from God's best. See, if you're struggling to hear the voice of God, how many lions do you have in your life? Like a whole zoo of them? See, these lions have to be put to death. If not, you're going to look back longingly on the risks that you should have taken. The opportunities that you should have seized. The dreams that you should have pursued. The calling that you didn't go after. Tonight there are things, there's three things tonight I want you to know. There's three things that I want you to remember and write down when it comes to killing off of those lions in your life. This is tonight, uh, this is for me. This is for our leaders, this is for our students, this is for all of us in this room. Sometimes when I, when I write messages, uh, I, I preach to myself a lot of times. And, and I got to tell you tonight, today while I was putting this together, I had to take care of some lions in my own life before I could preach it to you guys. I'd hate to preach this message and still got a zoo of lions in my backyard. Tonight, God's calling you to do the same. <clears throat> the first thing you got to remember to do is this. Never forget who you are or where you come from. Never forget who you are or where you come from. See, I, I believe a lot of students nowadays, we live with this victim mentality. We live with this victim mentality. We think that we aren't enough. We think that we aren't good enough. We think that how, how could God ever use a person like me? And we start to believe the, the lies of the enemy, no matter how much we've heard the promises of God and how he says that we're good enough. And how he says that we're strong enough. And how he says that we're able. What, what we do is we start playing the victim. And we stop believing what the Bible says. And we start believing the lie that the enemy is telling us in our lives. He tells you lies. He feeds those things to you. Don't you know who you are? Don't you know the family that you come from? Don't you know the, the level that you fall on the social scale? Don't you know the people that don't care about you? Who are you to step up? Who do you think you are? You're nobody. And he feeds us those lies. I got to tell you, Benaiah, he probably had those same thoughts. As he's looking over the edge of that pit and he's thinking, can I do this? That's that's a lion. Can I do this? He, He wouldn't be human if he didn't. Like, can I, can I actually go into a pit with a lion while it's snowing and it's slippery and I can face a lion? Then, Benaiah, he looks back on his life and he remembers how his dad was a great leader among priests. He remembered how, his, and, and he was raised to be a great leader too. He remembered how his grandfather was the bravest man in all of the city. My, my grandfather did it, my dad did it, and it makes sense that I do it too. And and here's the deal. I know a lot of you guys, maybe you've kind of shut me out right here. Because you're like, I come from a sucky family. 
my dad's a loser. My mom's mean. Like, I don't know what your, your excuses are. Pastor Jeremy, you don't know my family. I don't know your family. I may not know your family. But I do know your father in heaven. Who has this to say about you? Here's what he has to say about you in Isaiah 41, 1 through 3. He says this. He said, I've called you by name. You, you are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, I will not let you down. When you go through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. See, that, that means did, not only did God give you His last name, but He gave you His first name. That means that the DNA of God himself runs through your spiritual veins. That means the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. That means the power of God that rips sin from souls, that loves people back from the edge of suicide, lives in your very hearts. Do you think any lion can handle that? Don't forget who you are. Where you came from. The second thing I want you to know is this. Your external circumstance can't handle your internal power. Your external circumstance can't handle your internal power. That means that no matter what you face, the the power of God on the inside of you is bigger. See, for for Benaiah, it was was snowing. We can't allow our external circumstances to keep us from stepping up for God. I've, I've had a hard day and I just, I don't, I'm not going to read my Bible today. I'm going through a hard thing and I don't even feel like praying. People may not like me, so I'm probably not going to witness to them. My friend's going to say no, so I'm not, I'm not going to invite them to emerge. Trust me when I say that your internal power is greater, much greater than any external circumstance that you will ever face. If you're putting God first in every single thing that you do, your life, everything you do in your life, then nothing this world could ever throw at you, nothing the enemy could ever throw at you can destroy you. You've got to know that. The Bible says this in 1 John 4, 4, it says, it, it says that you've already won the victory because God who lives in you, Got the vic- who got the victory is greater than, than he who's in the world. I, I, just, I just put these references down there. I want you to write them down and I want you to look them up for yourself later. It's a great, basically saying greater is he, God, who lives in me is greater than anyone and anything in this world. The final thing is this. The third thing is this. You aren't trapped in the pit with a lion. The lion's trapped in a pit with you. Who's the dangerous one here? Who's the one who lives it by faith? Who's the one who believes that God is bigger than anything that you can face? Is it the lion or is it you? You aren't trapped in the pit with a lion. The lion's trapped with you. That lion better watch out. This has to be your attitude. This has to, if you're a believer or if you're a follower of Jesus, this has to be your attitude. And you've got to know that Benaiah, he knew who he was. With God. I'm going to ask our band to come on up. And here's the deal. That is the savage part of our faith. 
is knowing who you are with God. Because no matter what you face, you can go after it. And you can go after it savagely. And you can destroy that thing. You've got to turn the tables on your sins, on your lions, and say, Sin, like someone is going to win here, and it's not going to be you. See, would your sin roar back? Or would it realize you actually mean business this time? See, we, when we step up and live the fact that greater is he who lives in me is greater than this whole world. Greater than anything in this world. Let me tell you what Jesus says about this, about you. And you need to write these down, right? Just write down these references and look them up later. This is what he says about you. You've got to know this. If you haven't caught anything else that I said tonight, you've got to know this. Luke 10, 19. It says, Jesus has given you all authority. Hey. Um, it says this. Luke 10, 19. It says, Jesus has given you authority over all of the power of the enemy. That you can walk on snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. It says this in Revelations 12, 11, It says, You will overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love the past few Sundays where students have been sharing their testimonies. I'm excited for Jordan to share this Sunday in Salco. I, I, I've got students texting me, messaging me, sending me like, I, I want to share. I can't wait to share. I've got to share. This is what God's been doing in my life. I just got like two more messages this afternoon. I'm, I, I love that. It's, the Bible says that we are overcomers. It says that we're victorious. By the blood of the Lamb, by what Jesus has done, and by our testimony, by the words of our testimony. I love that we're using our words and that we're sharing our testimony of what God's done in our lives. There, there isn't much better than hearing how God has touched someone's life. That's why you can't miss Jordan sharing this Sunday. It's going to be great. The Bible says that God, that the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Under your feet. In all things... We are more than conquerors through Jesus who loves us in all things. God has placed in you his power, his strength. Isaiah 54, 17, it says, No weapon raised up against you will succeed. You will silence every voice that raises up to accuse you. That means that nobody can say anything, no lie can phase you, that no lion can take you out. I want everyone to stand. See, I believe that God has a purpose in your life. The first thing that we're going to do tonight, the first thing that we're going to do tonight is we're going to ask Christ, we're going to ask Jesus to re-enter our lives, to come into our lives. And and um, and that's how we're going to start. The first, that's how we're going to ask Christ to re-enter our lives. I want everyone, I want everyone to put a hand up. Maybe even two hands up if you need to. And I, I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, hold on. A lot of times we pray with our heads down and our eyes open. I want us to pray tonight with our heads up and our eyes open. Heads down, eyes closed. Heads up, eyes open, hands up, however you want to pray. Shout it out. Declare it. Let's speak it out tonight. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for the life that you've given me. Thank you for slaying my lions when you died on the cross 
Forgive me for entertaining them. Forgive me for for being satisfied with isolating them. I don't want them anymore. So Jesus, so Jesus, kill them. Kill them. No more lions. In your name. Amen.